Welcome to the Close Friends No Filter Podcast. I'm Stephanie. I'm Anu. And I'm Laura. And in our experience, nothing spreads faster on social media than rumors about what does and doesn't work on social media. Social media changes fast, and there's no shortage of bad advice, outdated tips and tricks, baseless urban legends, and myths begging to be busted. And that's where we come in. With a combined 25 years in the industry, we're here to help you sift through 10,000 pounds of regurgitated social media BS and get to the truth so you can stop stressing over gossip and start focusing on growing your business. Ah, it's official! <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, let's say Close Friends No Filter, episode one. Yeah, so WTF is CFNF. Right? That's the big question. Yeah. Who are we? What are we doing? What the heck is this podcast? Why this podcast? (laughs) Yeah. Well, I know for me, I've been saying I want to do a podcast for forever because what's, you know, a social media marketing expert, but wanting to look for another channel to share content, (laughs) (laughs) another way to like put something out or like audio is something that we need, but also because I've connected with the both of you and love what you stand for and how you show up on social, I think it made a lot of sense for us to collaborate. For us, it's always been like, and that's the reason I think I connect with both of you so strongly because Stephanie and I, back in the day, used to say we're Instagram wives. And then Stephanie was really like out of commission for a little while because she was working on her big (laughs) certification program. And I started cheating on her with Laura. And I basically told her, I'm like, Stephanie, I think you're the other woman now. So... (laughs) So this yeah. works beautifully for me. I'm Instagram you know? mistress, yeah. <laughs> so good. Yeah, it's funny because I follow Steph. Like, I think if I look at the first account I followed on Instagram, I'm pretty sure it's you, Steph. Like, oh, wow. the first account I ever followed. Yeah. <laughs> so I feel like I've been learning from you for so long. And then now to, like, be doing this together is super cool. And then I connected with Manu on Instagram, obviously, as well. So It's not yeah. true, actually. You know where we no? connected the first time? Stephanie's <gasps> Facebook group. Oh, really? Yes. I somehow brought together my Instagram wife and her mistress. I know. Mistress and your wife. Yeah, you made me cheat on you. (laughs) Yeah, I had just launched my course and (gasps) I think I was on some kind of early bird. And then someone in your group staff said, oh, have anyone taken your social team's course? Like, what do you guys think? And a few people came and they're like, oh, it's so good, blah, blah, blah. And Laura was one of these people. So I'm like, hey, can I use your testimonial? All my Instagram friendships start with a screenshot. (laughs) I love that. And that's how we met and connected and we started collaborating a bunch and we're each other's members now. Yeah, it's super cool. Yeah, Organic Engagement Pro. That was like the first one I did from your... It was so good. It's still so good. It was was a lot of gateway drug, she said. The gateway drug. Yeah, (laughs) my gateway drug. (laughs) You really do have some addicts, Manu. I feel like when people are like in, like as far as your model and like what you do, I mean, it's a testament to like the content that you're giving. I would like to say that I feel like I have gateway products as well that people sort of come through so it's really cool I think that also and Laura I know you're starting to build things you know you've built your whole community on Instagram through reels and created like content and I feel like that's the scenario with you too and again that goes back to why I feel like I trusted the relationship going into this podcast with the both of you because I trust your information and your advice and I think that that's kind of the antithesis of what we're talking about, which is the bad advice and the BS that is shared so virally all over social media. And I think we all in our DMs are like, what is this? What the hell is this? Yeah, constantly. Everybody needs to know about this. Yeah. And so we're like, we need to have some 
sounding board to be able to, I don't know, be a refuge for people who are like, is this what I should be paying attention to? Or is there like a better way to to do this? Or what can I ignore? And what should I be paying attention to? And that's, I think, a big part of it. And the two of you, we talk about this so much. And again, the reason we're doing this podcast together is because we're so like-minded on the fact that we don't need to share every tiny update that doesn't make any difference in people's lives other than just occupy space on their brains, right? Like, not everything needs to be done right away. Like, not everything applies to everyone. And and also, you know, there's more like the gatekeepers of the world and the rumors of the world, right, Laura? There's so much of that. Oh my goodness, it drives me insane. The gatekeeping, like, oh, we might have to have an episode on that because there's so much about that that I have to say. Would you explain what gatekeeping is for people? Yeah, because I think it's kind of a new one and some people may not know how it applies to social media and and advice we get. Yeah, so normally, like, I guess you're like you said, it's a newer application to like, you know, call social media like gatekeeping or say there's gatekeeping on social media. But like gatekeeping is usually when someone tries to like hoard a resource or pretend that they are like the official say on something. There's like a lot of gatekeeping on social media I see with information, resources, who can call themselves an educator, an expert, or like anything like that. People will always be like, you don't have this, you don't have the access to this resource, or you're not an expert. Or like, there's always just someone trying to gatekeep that information or trying to gatekeep even like a title. So like, especially on social media, gatekeeping of resources is a big one where people will say like, this is a new update. And then you ask them like, oh, like, where did you hear that? And it's like, I cannot tell you. It is my connection <laughs> at Instagram. Like, I can't yeah. share my sources. Yeah. yeah, there's so much of that. I feel like gatekeeping is a strategy, mm-hmm. right? It's like the headline that gets emails opened is like the secret to, you know, the untold truths about whatever. And it's sort of like, yeah. I'm the person who holds that secret. And that's a great strategy because then you've got like Pied Piper yeah little followers who are like, please tell me the secret. Yeah. You're so connected. I mean, if, yeah. I, I think if you do actually have the secret and it's a legit secret, perfect. Yeah. But any other situation, yeah. you should not use that strategy. Right. right. Yeah. But it's less secrety and more strategy. It's like, a, I actually have a strategy that works yeah. or I have this like IP, this you of know intellectual course. property that I'm sharing. Not like I've yeah. got information yeah. from the inside that like, I can't tell you unless you pay $5.99 a month to be part of my, my community, <laughs> yeah. my gated community. And I think another one that we talk about also a lot is the calling a feature a hack. Mm. Oh, I have this hack. Like, no, you don't. Instagram released that feature and that's how you're supposed to use it. A hack I'm... is when you find a different solution to a problem that is very ingenuous and you figure right. that out going around it, you know? Yeah, a hack like saves time yeah. or like helps get you there faster in a different way. But yeah, just sharing a feature is definitely not not a hack. Yeah. And it's not a strategy either. Yeah. It's not a strategy. And when people try to gatekeep features, yeah. So that's why we started this podcast, right? Yeah, to help basically cut through the BS. I think like all of us, we don't all operate the same way, right? Like we said, we're like-minded, but we come from different backgrounds. We have different perspectives. We manage different kinds of accounts. And we have, I think, wholly, like holistically, we're able to bring a lot of truth, but also we know that it's just like singular truths for ourselves. And that's sort of the beauty of social media and strategy and just marketing in general, building community through these platforms that we love to work on. But we do see, because we're on it all the time, just a lot of noise, a lot of things that aren't necessarily true or backed by data. And I think this is just our opportunity to, yeah, create a community that wants to cut through that noise with us and get down to the bottom of like, so, you know, should I be paying attention to this? Or should I be focusing on this? Or where should I focus? That's ultimately it, just being able to kind of call BS on a lot of the stuff that's out there that causes people to get 
paralyzed. They can't make decisions or do anything good for their business because they're too busy taking advice from 65,000 experts on social media. And trying to apply all yeah, of them, right? Yeah, it's conflicting right? information. It's always going to be conflicting information. And then yeah. people are not sleeping because they are they think they have to engage <laughs> for an hour before they post and after they post. And it's just crazy. And you're like, you right. we can't do all these. So, so yeah, Laura, do you want to introduce yourself and we'll get started? Because for the people that haven't met us yet, it would be nice to give some background. I think there's even people that may follow us for a while, but don't really know where we came from. Totally. Hi, everyone. My name is Laura Vitoyu. I'm the founder of B Squared Social. I've been working in social media marketing kind of unofficially since 2014. And then I say officially since like 2018, 2019. And you know how I kind of got my start in social media was I was working for a restaurant. I was the floor manager and they had no social media presence. So I was like, you know what? It's easy. Like I'm a millennial. <laughs> like I can do social media, throwing myself under the bus. So I took over their social media presence, got an Instagram running. I would come in on my days off and like shoot photos, do little videos, basically just running their social media. I also was doing their website at this point. Oh my God. Yeah, it was a lot. And like, it was super cool. Like the coolest thing would be someone coming in and like ordering off the Instagram page. They'd be like, I want this, 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 like pointing at the photos that I'd taken or the captions I'd written. Like it was super cool. So that was kind of how I got started from there. Like people would always come into the restaurant and say like, Hey, who's running your social? I need help with this project. I need help with that project. So eventually I went full time, but it was a very unexpected start. I went to school for business. I went to law school for a year. So I was like, I did not think I was going to be working in social media. So it was a really cool pivot for me. And I'm really happy with what I've done. Yeah. I think that's another thing we all have in common is that none of us set out to like start a career in social media. Yeah. That wasn't like a thing we thought we were no, going to be yeah. doing. How about you, Steph? Yeah, I started my business back in 2015, but similar to Laura, I wasn't like a classically trained social media marketer, right? Like I was like kind of piddling around. I actually realized like kind of thinking about this episode and jumping into where I got started, I had a conversation with someone recently about MySpace. Like I've had all this nostalgia <laughs> about like how I wish that I could st yeah, just have a MySpace page and like the simplicity of that. But I actually was doing social media marketing for a boutique that I worked at setting up MySpace pages for them, like in their stores and inviting like <laughs> local people like to be friends with me. And I didn't know I was doing like targeted outreach, like to like looking at their locations and bringing them in and people would come into the store. Um, and we'd have like events and bulletins. And I had more fun doing that than like being on the sales floor. It was like a really, I was just like kind of dicking around. Yeah. Honestly, I was just trying to find anything to do that would put me in the back office and not have me on the floor having to help people. But it turns out I was doing social media marketing on MySpace. When I really look back, that's not what I called it. I was yeah. just like HTML coding. But I actually got my start similarly to Laura with a business I was working with, Urban Outfitters, actually, as a merchandiser there. And back when they started really paying attention to the local markets and their Instagram accounts, they handed the merchandisers as a merchandising manager. So it's in charge of all the aesthetics in the store and the display and everything visual. So it kind of made sense to hand an Instagram account for like all of you of San Diego to me because like I was you know, kind of creating content anyway, creating displays and everything visual. So I would like take product home and style it. I was not getting paid for this. This was something I just found extremely exciting and fun to do. So would like take it to the beach and like create content with like models and things. And the account did really well. And then I got to do a, like a collaboration with Converse and Urban Outfitters, yeah. like down the coast of California. We did this big campaign and I was like, this is freaking fun. Like this is more so fun than what I'm doing nine to five. And I would love to be able to do this for business owners and started talking to small business owners back where my husband is from and like back in the South. And we moved back home. I quit my job, moved to Birmingham, Alabama, and I started doing social media for like a handful of clients. And yeah. that's kind of the 
the start of it and then started educating people and scaled my business and had an agency. And yeah, so it's just kind of like then put your hands on those platforms and like experiment and then let that kind of lead you where you where you go. And that's that's where I am. Yeah. Yeah. And when we met, you were just about to pivot into the social media CEO. Yeah. Yeah. Was yeah. It 18, 2018. Yeah, because about 2015 to 2018, yeah, because I was like running the agency, I'd scaled my own agency. And along yeah. the way, I was doing a lot of just like educating and training at both yeah. business owners and a lot of social media managers follow other social media managers. So that was I built a big community and a lot of social media managers were asking me, how did you build your business? How are you not like stressed out all the time trying to manage, you know, six to eight to 10 accounts at a time? And so I, I kind of pivoted and I said, I've You're got like something systems, here. Baby. Yeah, I'm like, I could educate you on how I set my business up to be an actual yeah. business and not just like a freelance, like flailing, which is what a lot of social media managers end up doing, not yeah. knowing how to how to set it up correctly. So that's where the social media CEO came from. I sort of just followed my bliss to the point that we all are now. Yeah, that's so funny. And I'm a new um, founder of your social team and your template club. I had a much more linear career, actually, than you two. So <laughs> I studied communications in school in Brazil, moved here to the U.S. like for a job at Cartoon Network and creative and did that for 15 years. So I was like leading creative teams and we're doing really, really fun stuff. It's funny, like it's been so long and sometimes I'm like creating something for Instagram. I'm like, That's classic Cartoon Network joke you would do, like in the little bumpers and stuff. And I was very strategic, even though I have a very creative brain. I had the strategy very strong. So I was involved in a lot of like marketing and strategy, even some PR talks. And I feel like all this collided to make me successful using Instagram as a platform because you kind of need all those facets and writing as well. So I stayed at Cartoon Network for 15 years. And then after that, I worked at a local startup here in Atlanta called King of Pops. They do popsicles. And I worked there for like what we call two pop seasons. I had a one-year-old by the time I was leaving there. And it was just one of those things, right? Like working way too much for someone else. <laughs> there was no weekends, no nights. Like my phone was an open line forever. And even though it was really fun, like you said too, Steph, I did some really cool collaborations with like big companies, Coca-Cola, Delta, you know, like really fun stuff. Saw their business do direct sales driven from Instagram, which was very exciting. And then I started looking for another job because I was like full-time mentality kind of girl. You know, I never felt like, oh, I need to have my own business. So I started freelancing while I uh, was looking for another job. And if anyone listening to us ever looked for another job in the last 10 years, you know how it looks. It's like, we pay you nothing and we want you, your soul, you know? <laughs> so I was just thinking it was not where I was in my life with a young kid and all that. So I started taking the freelance one step further. Then I started doing my events, which I was educating people. Like you said, you know, Steph, you had the agency and you were educating on the side. So I was doing that. But then that part of it was a lot more attractive to me. So I started just focusing on that the most. And then maybe a year and a half ago or almost two years ago, I had the realization that I'm teaching people all these things that I think are very valuable, but they leave me with more homework than when they arrived. And I'm really, really big on people's freeing their time a little bit and feeling less overwhelmed, especially as we focus like on women, you know, that a lot of times are moms or a lot of times they're doing a lot of stuff. Like, I feel like we're more busy somehow because we're not expected to be busy, you know, and And then we have all this like invisible work we need to do in our lives and we leave ourselves behind. 
So anyway, always very, very focused on helping people save time. So that's when I started creating content templates. So a lot of Canva templates, of course, and then some caption templates as well. So just trying to find things that were working really well for me that I was using all my background in, but that people could actually really well customize and have their own message shine. I was not trying to create their message for them. I was just trying to create, you know, putting the pretty clothes on their message so people could see it well. And, and that's been my main focus lately, which is why we started Your Template Club, which is a, the membership for templates. And I absolutely love it. I love working on that stuff. Yeah, you can tell. And you're yeah. good at it. So cool. I love your templates. Thank you. Yeah, so it's nice to be here together. And finally, I think Steph and I have been talking about a podcast for two years. Yeah, it's definitely been something that's been, yeah, volleyed back and forth for, like I said, a long time. And I think it's also just like you think we're all, I think we're all very like keen on because we know that social media takes, it takes up a lot of time, no matter what, no matter how many yeah. like, you know, time savers, we have systems, we have templates, we have like the knowledge and the strategy, but like it still takes time. Like it just does. And I think like thinking about adding another channel was something we all wanted to really make sure it was like do we have the time to commit to this can we keep it consistent can we make sure Mm -hmm. that the episodes are valuable i know we've all got lots of information to share but we want it to be like you know super efficient and like helpful and valuable and I feel like this is just like the stars sort of aligned where we were all like, we've got time to do it. Let's do it now. Yeah, and this it is the just, time. Let's, yeah, so let's rush. Yeah, let's do it. And we wanted our swanky yeah. website, mm-hmm. closefriendsnofilter.com. We wanted to create our brand yes. and we wanted to just do something that we're proud of. Instagram, closefriendsnofilter yeah. as well. It looks so good. We're everywhere now. We're worldwide, yeah. baby. I know. It's crazy, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> straight to yeah. fame. <laughs> well, I think, right. So like this itself, even though we're just kind of like talking through how we got together kind of what we do obviously throughout these episodes you'll get to know us more if you don't already know us but like it's sort of just like a you know what the hell was the point of us even getting together I think it's also interesting to talk about like from our experiences and knowing we wanted to do this as a project and like to promote our own businesses and also to help like serve Mm -hmm. the community. Like we are like using this content. We're like, okay, so we want to make sure it's super efficient, but it is broadcast anywhere it could possibly be. So we're like, we're recording a podcast episode at the same time as we're filming some YouTube videos and we are going to utilize this content through social media on Instagram and who knows what else it'll get like recreated into but we are we are queens of like batching content and also like recreating content and you know distributing it elsewhere (laughs) if if at all possible and this is a little meta not Facebook meta but it's just regular (laughs) meta but I think as marketers as we explore this other avenue i think we can also keep people posted on the podcast how the podcast is doing to promote our business what it's changing to us and all that that'll be very interesting too yeah right do we want to each share a tip to people you know if i could go back if i had to restart everything uh, i think that's helpful because people sometimes like i don't know about you guys but i get messages all the time it's like you're so far ahead like what would you tell yourself if you could go back? Like, what's your number one tip for someone just starting out? So Manu, do you want to give us a, if I could go back tip, what you'd be doing differently? Yeah, I would have spent more money in the beginning. (laughs) (laughs) And this is like an overall kind of business thing, but it applies to Instagram too, Mm -hmm. because I know a lot of people are like, oh, I don't want to buy this course and I want to buy, I don't know, the templates. I don't want to pay the influencer. I don't want to spend money on an event. The moment I start just really investing in education, I remember the first time I bought a thousand dollar course and I was terrified, you know, (laughs) and this was like two years in and I'm like, why, you know, now I think about it. I'm like, if I had done it earlier, 
because the moment I put that 1000, I made 10, you know? <laughs> so, um, I think that was something that you have to invest a little bit, whether it's your times, pay people, you know, or course and resources because, or, or even like I see people that you ask them for an invoice and they say to a piece of paper and they expect to check in their house. And I'm like, pay that little bit PayPal fees. Like that's going to get you to make more money because you're not going to have that person that hasn't paid you for two months, you know, because they forgot to send you a check. So I think just investing early was a big thing for me and with Instagram too, because in the early days of my business, 2017, when I started right away, I started partnering with influencers for events and I started reaching a local audience, but I was doing this locally here in Atlanta. And that started just really flourishing into great returns for me. So I think investing and paying people and spending a lot of money collaborating, that's investing. Steph wrote a really good blog post, I think, or email one time talking about investments versus expenses, you know, really important to see the two. And even if you can only do a little bit, do it because that's going to generate more. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I love that. I was making notes last night and my answer is almost the exact same as yours. I said, if I could go back, I would... You know, I kind of dove into content creation without like an intention or a strategy behind it. You know, isn't it a bad thing? Sometimes you just have to get started. But for a while, I was just spinning my wheels and not getting anywhere with, with, with what I was doing. And I think that's because, you know, I hadn't invested in the courses I needed or the programs I needed to do. So yeah, if I could go back, I would have invested in learning more right away so that I would have saved myself that time and that frustration. So it's funny that our answers are very similar. Yeah. And I didn't cheat. I thought about this last night. Cheater. <laughs> I didn't cheat. We, yeah. didn't che we didn't talk about this ahead of time. Yeah. Well, I was just going to say... <laughs> I do agree with the both of you, obviously, right? Like I'm big on investments versus expenses and knowing the difference between the two. And I think there really just has always been since Instagram sort of emerged. And I mean, you know, businesses really trying to figure out how to make it work for them. It was almost like this free way to get exposure for your business. And that is true to an extent. It's like a much easier way to connect with your potential customers and clients and network and whatnot. But like you can't start a business for free. Like there does take some sort of an investment. It's either going to be your time and energy or it's going to be some money. And sometimes putting the money where your mouth is helps you get there 10 times faster like you were talking about. So I, I was snapping. I know you can't see that on a podcast, but I was giving you snaps while you were talking about it. I know. <laughs> My lesson, what I was thinking of is like, because I've kind of, like I said, I've been this nostalgic mode where I'm like looking back on like, you know, 10, 11 years of using a platform like Instagram and not always for business back in like the MySpace days, thinking about how naive I was and how it's sort of like that ignorance is bliss. Well, like I didn't, and there wasn't in 2015 when I was sort of like figuring it out and also educating along the way. And I say educating, just transparently sharing what I was doing for my clients, just experimenting and going out and going, here's what's working. Here's what's happening with hashtags. Like, here's what, you know, my captions are doing. Here's what we updated with whatever, like kind of sharing in that like moment simultaneously or like parallel with me actually learning it. I wasn't really taking in a lot of information from other people. And I wasn't doing that on purpose. There just weren't a ton of people that I was able to take it. There weren't 10,000 Instagram experts like in my real speed all day long. So like, it was really easy for me to just have a free and clear mind to be able to go like, here's what I can intuitively do. And here's how I align with like the content that I want to create. Here's the conversations I want to have with my people. And here's how I want to help them. And I wasn't being inundated with like a lot of other comparison or like, is this the right message? But I was following a handful of business experts and I was listening to a couple, you know, I was building a business. So I was listening some, to some podcasts and I was following, you know, like an, the Amy Porterfields. And I was like listening to people who were like 10 steps ahead of me and taking notes notes, but I didn't let that become like my whole entire strategy, like taking in information from other people and trying to regurgitate or copy and paste what they were giving me. So 
I guess if I were to go back, I would do it exactly the same. But my advice would be like right now, while there is way more noise and information, that's sort of why this podcast exists, is to say like, it's up to you as a business owner to choose very carefully who you're going to follow and cut the rest of it out. You get to pick that. You get to pick the voices that you listen to. You get the ones that resonate and you can leave the rest behind and don't go like thinking that other people have the secret or the, the ones that are promising that they've got something behind that that gate that they're like keeping locked away, that they've got something that other people don't know necessarily, right? Like I feel like it's up to us as people who exist on the internet and as business owners to be very protective of who we let in and the information we take in and not get shiny object syndrome because there's just, it's only going to get noisier and louder. It's never going to go back to 2015 when everybody in the world wasn't trying to teach you how to use a specific platform. So that would be it. I don't know if that's like a necessarily to go back, but it just feels like it's it's a good approach. A good point of, yeah, a good approach for all of it. Yeah, <laughs> it's like if you ask, you know. If you're getting a dog and you want to ask people like, oh, what do you think of that name? And then people are like, I hate this name. Oh, this name is cute. And I hate that. Like, it was ask 30 people, then you don't know which what to name your dog anymore. It immediately causes analysis paralysis. Yes. Yeah, you just too many options. So in 2020, I made my New Year's resolution to not consume any more free content because before that, I was like reading every single blog, listening to a thousand podcasts. And I felt like in 2019, I'd really been turning my wheels. Like I was trying to do 50,000 things. I was trying to have an email list, a podcast. Like I wanted to do all these things and I got nothing done. So moving forward after 2020, I was like, I'm only going to invest in content that I'm going to pay for and I'm going to actually do a course. So I don't really listen to podcasts anymore. If I do, it's like for fun, but I try not to like, like you said, Steph, like I'm very protective with the content I take in and like, I don't want to be over influenced by what everyone else is doing because I feel like that's the quickest way to like doubt yourself. And then like you said, analysis paralysis. So wait, Laura, are you telling our listeners that they should not listen to free podcasts? Is that what you're doing on episode one? I was just about to say. You have to be intentional. <laughs> listen, listen, we are yes. taking our own advice, yeah. right? It's like, even us, like yeah. even us, this is sort of like we do practice what we preach, right? We don't want you to follow us yeah. and take our advice if it doesn't resonate. Like, don't get on our email list. Of course. Don't Absolutely. waste your time. Like, there are other people that yeah. might be for you. And that's totally fine with us because... I think that that is, if you find something that resonates, if you find something that's relatable, if something that we say or share helps you, then cool. Welcome to the family. We're so happy to have you. But otherwise, yeah, like yeah. go out and find something that works for you. We will root for you. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> Manu's like, are we telling course, people not yeah. to listen? I'm like, wait. I, it's a good point. Um, wait a minute. <laughs> no, but I think uh, I know, all jokes aside, I totally agree with what Steph's saying, what Laura's saying. But mm -hmm. I think like if you can listen to this and get out of here a little inspired and a little relieved. Yeah. I think that's done. all we can ask yeah. for, right? Totally. Absolutely. Thinking how you feel after you're done a podcast, because I would listen to a podcast and be like, wow, I'm so far behind. Like I'm an idiot. Like I hate, like I would get so discouraged. So <laughs> mm -hmm. I like, I don't want our podcast to feel like that. I want people to leave this feeling like excited, inspired, or like even just feeling like seen or heard. Supported, yeah, yeah. Because I feel like this is such a weird industry. I don't have like coworkers. Like I don't have anyone to stand at the water cooler with and like talk crap about like how annoyed I am about all the gossip or rumors, right? Like those are you guys for me. So yeah, I hope that's what we can be for the listeners. 
Love it. And on that note, I guess that's it, right? For the first episode, this is what it is. Yeah. So let's remind people that the next one is going to be all about reels and the newest reels trend. What's up with reels? Because we know that's such a hot topic. We wanted to get it out of the way very soon. And I mean, we are so happy if you're listening to this. We hope you do stick around. We hope something resonates. And we plan to make this very (laughs) consistently in your favorite podcast, whatever you listen to podcasts on. You can tell this is the first one we've ever done. I don't even know what people listen to your podcast listening software on iTunes yeah. or Spotify yes. or on Spotify and Google Play and Apple. Something my mom it. would say. <laughs> Amazing. I love it. Thanks so much for listening to the Close Friends No Filter podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, we'd love for you to leave us a review or share it with your close friends. And make sure to follow this podcast so you never miss a new episode. You can learn more about each of us, submit your questions or new episode ideas, or just say hi by heading to www.closefriendsnofilter.com or by following us on Instagram at closefriendsnofilter.com.